um, challenging piece of information. But what is very exciting and uh, a real blessing from that you know, um, video is that in this last hundred years, the world has met and experienced throughout the world the power of the gospel. Because hundred years ago, Christianity was predominantly in Europe and America. Today, there are more than 100 million Christians in China. Latin America is predominantly Christian. Africa, the southern part of Africa is predominantly Christian. All over Europe, almost all parts of the world, India, millions are coming to Christ. Everywhere, people are coming to Christ. A few years ago, not too long ago, maybe 20 years ago, a little more than that, we thought that the whole Soviet bloc of people would not come to Christ. In fact, when I was growing up in Malaysia, I thought that everybody south of China, through Vietnam, Malaysia, that whole part will become communist. And therefore, this great ideology that is against God is going to win the world. And what we saw is what they use rightly the term collapse. The collapse of that ideology. And the gospel is now penetrating into those parts of the world. The only, therefore, people, group, that is left on this earth to be evangelized before Jesus comes back is the Muslims. The Hindus are evangelized. The Buddhists are evangelized. The atheists are evangelized. Which people group, the animists are evangelized, which people group on earth is left? So, really, the last frontier for the mission to enter is Islam, is the Muslim world. And therefore, in my opinion, we are really in the last days. Because once the Muslim world has come to Christ, there really is no more places where the gospel has not penetrated. Why 
has the Muslim world for so long have resisted the gospel, have resisted the gospel. I wish I have a mic and I can walk around. Is there a mic? Okay. I feel energetic enough to walk around. You say that. Yeah, can you hear? It will be great if I can hold this. Can they? Can I hold this? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> because was created or born by the spirit of Antichrist as the final world power, world ideology on earth to denigrate Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and to make all attempts to resist and attack Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and his great message. Because God revealed himself in the world completely and perfectly for one and only time on this earth and revealed his true person of who God is, the knowledge of God. The true knowledge of God came down and was revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. God's knowledge was through Jesus Christ to the world. And John says that the spirit of Antichrist in 1 John, he says, how do you know that? It is that spirit that goes against Jesus Christ and tears him down. And the only religion in the world that has ever done that, it's not Hinduism. Hinduism has not done that. Islam has not done that. Even atheism of Soviet Union, they didn't tear down Jesus Christ. They said God is not alive anymore. They reject God, but they did not go against Christ himself. The one power, one ideology that came after Christ, 600 years after Christ, that's important, that it came after Christ, right in the Middle East, and from that time onwards has gone fearlessly against Jesus Christ and have considered Jesus, the Son of God, as their enemy. And the people from whom he came, the people from whom God on earth chose, the people whom God chose as his own people, through whom, through whose seed the Son of God is revealed, the Jews, 
they hate with a passion and have turned it around and have said, when Bible says they are the people that God chose and loved, they have turned it around and said they are the people that God hates and have rejected. That's the spirit of Antichrist in Islam. And how it started? Right in the Quran, when Muhammad was here, 600 years after Jesus Christ, he started a religion that specifically denigrated Jesus Christ. And the truth of the true faith that born from heaven. The Quran completely loves at the Christian belief. These are basic beliefs of the Bible, taught in the Bible, that are truths for humanity about God and heaven and all of that. This is the truth of the universe. And the Quran laughs at that, jeers at that, and calls it a great idolatry and blasphemy. And that is the language of the Quran in laughing at, number one, the Trinity. They laugh at the Trinity in the Quran. They denigrate that truth by Muhammad saying, and these people, how can they believe that God is three? They have the Father, they have the Son, and they have the Mother. They have three gods. And that is what Muhammad wrote in the Quran. And for 1400 years, all the Muslims have believed that that is what the Bible teaches and that's what the Christians believe. That we believe in the Trinity and according to Muhammad, he did not even realize that we believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That itself, to me, tells us how mistaken the Quran is. Because when he was alive, he, according to the Muslim people, he didn't know how to read and write. And so he listened to the Christian people at that time and to the Jews when he first had his vision, he ran to the Muslims and to the Christians, I mean, to the Christians and to the Jews, because it's the Christians and Jews at that time are talking about God, one God. So he goes and listens to the Christians. And most of the Christians at that time were Roman Catholics. So they talk about the Father. Then they talk about the Son. And of course, he goes and sees Mary's. Um, Mother Mary, they talk about Mother Mary. Oh, Father, Son, Mother Mary. 
that is how he made the assumption and put it in the Quran and therefore the Muslims believe that we believe in father, mother and son. But they have changed the truth of the very nature of God's teaching about himself and have laughed, jeered and actually cursed that sort of thinking of a Trinitarian idea of God, of the Christians. Two, so Trinity is fundamental to us. Two, this not, uh, belief, the crux of our belief is that God came down to earth in the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And John's, first John says, the spirit of Antichrist is one that denies that God has come down in flesh in Jesus Christ. And that again, Muhammad goes hard in the Quran and writes against it and tells how blasphemous it is to think that a man can be God. And he re resists that and rejects that. And he therefore writes in the Quran that Jesus is a man, a good man, a prophet. But don't ever anybody say that he is God. I remember talking to a, a very well-educated Muslim man in, Indian, uh, in Malaysia several years ago. And as I was sharing with him about Christ, and then um, one day as we were about to pray, and I asked him, why don't you now pray with me? And he kind of just shuddered like that. And he said, you know, Bala, the one thing I cannot still come to accept is that a man can be God. That is the greatest idolatrous statement that you Christians can make. And we Muslims have been taught that that is the most blasphemous statement that Christians make. And so I, I'm, I just don't know how to do that. And so I didn't push him any further than that because he was not ready. But for them, the idea that Jesus Christ is God is anathema. You Christians cannot believe that. And that is the fundamental divine declaration that Jesus Christ is the stamp and radiance of God shining in this world. The knowledge of God is revealed in Christ. And third, so fundamental for the Christian belief is man have fallen and we are sinners. We need to be saved from our sin. Here and now, 
And the only way to be saved is through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. His death on the cross. And that again, the Quran goes hard against the Christian belief. How can you talk about someone dying for you and a man carrying all of your sins? And in order to make it factual for the Muslims, Muhammad had a way of putting it where he accepts, Muhammad accepts that Jesus Christ was there, that he did good, that he was a prophet. He accepts all that in the Quran because everybody is there talking about Jesus Christ, the Jews, the, the Christians at that time. And he had great respect for the monks of the uh, Roman Catholic faith. He writes well about them. But what he was um, upset about is that Christians believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. And so to take that off, he did a smart thing by saying, Jesus Christ is a good man. And therefore, when the Jews wanted to crucify him, God did not allow the crucifixion at all to take place. And instead, God just moved Jesus Christ out of that situation and he went away and that the prophet Jesus was taken up into heaven and they caught a wrong man and crucified him. And so the crucifixion never occurred. Wow! The central tenet of salvation, the cross and atonement, he swiped it out. And then, of all, all the theology of the Christian faith, then he also attacks the Jews, the people of God from whom Christ came. And he turned it around and he has said very clearly in many, many passages that they are the people that have betrayed God and they have turned and become enemies of God and God has sanctioned that these are evil people, they need to be killed. It is God's will that the Jews be killed. Those are the spirit of Antichrist that Islam has propagated. And that is why from child, uh, when the Muslim is a child, from Sunday school age, they have been catechized of all these teachings so they, they grow up, because I grew up among Muslims, and I would know that little boys have already been trained in their minds and hearts to know that the Christians and Jews and their beliefs are all evil. 
And if you even touch the Bible and read it, you have already sinned because it corrupts true faith and there is evil teaching in that. So don't touch that. Little boys were trained to think like that so that these antichrist thoughts and minds are already there that they really consider Jesus Christ their enemy. When Christ was on earth, the Lord Jesus said this, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I, I, Jesus Christ, tell you, love your enemies. I, Jesus Christ, love the Muslims. And I will reach out to them. And I will bring them to myself. And however prejudiced they have become, that they won't even get near to a Christian, that's fine. That's fine. I love them so much that I have not done this for anybody on this earth outside of the book of Acts. All revivals in the world for 2,000 years never had happened this, where one group of people and to only one group of people, Jesus Christ said, I myself will first make the initiative. Even without a missionary, without a Christian, I will come first to the Muslim. And I will come and reveal myself in visions and dreams and miracles. And then he will see me. And then say, oh, now, if this is who Jesus is, I need to know more about him. Where can I find a Christian? Then he will go to the Christian. But I love the Muslims, my enemies. And I will come. And so for the last 25 years, the one and only time in the history of the Bible, of the church, in 2,000 years outside of the book of Acts, has God appeared to one group of people, wherever they are, whether they are Muslims in Africa or South Indonesia or Pakistan or Malaysia, anywhere, as long as they are Muslim groups, only to them, not to the Hindus in India or to the Buddhists in China or to Latin Americans in Latin America. It didn't happen. Only to the Muslims. Uniquely for the last 25 years, Jesus Christ has come in visions and dreams and have said, come to me. Come to me. And so we see hundreds and millions of 
Muslims now are coming to Christ because Jesus Christ is appearing to them. What time do I finish? I realize now I can keep going. <laughs> What's that? 11.45? Okay. Okay. So I have to give up a chunk of material that I have here. <laughs> I was going to give you a whole list of people, groups, in millions of people that have come to Christ all over the world, from Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, and all of this. So I'm skipping that to share with you that, like Iran, you know, we hear so much about Iran. Just in the last 25 years, less than that, more than one million Iranians have come to Christ. So much so that a Saudi Arabian leader has already made this statement. We are losing about 6 million Muslims to Christianity every year. Everywhere, hundreds and thousands of Muslims are coming to Christ. And Jesus Christ appears again and again to them. I met an Iranian lady in, in, uh, in Chicago. And uh, from Iran, she had moved to Chicago, uh, married an Iranian and moved to Chicago, but the Iranian left her when she was in Chicago, and now she had nowhere to go, and she had already a son. And she told me that I was having my son, he was very sick, and I was just laying down like that, thinking that he was going to die. And as I closed my eyes, I saw the vision of Jesus. And I saw him come and touch my son. And I opened my eyes and after that, my son has been healed. And so I went and searched for the people in Chicago, in downtown uh, Devon, where uh, they finally showed me Jesus Christ and the Bible. And she is continuing in strong in Christ. Just In fact, yesterday I heard that she had already helped to bring another Iranian to Christ who had come from Iran over here. I met another lady. She said, how did you come to Christ? <laughs> and she shocked me when she said, oh, I came to Christ when Jesus, um, um, uh, Jesus, how, do I, how did she say it? Okay. Maybe I won't be able to repeat it the way she said it. She said, uh, I came to Christ because Jesus appeared to me in Mecca. Yeah. She said, I was standing in Mecca for the pilgrimage and a man came to me. And the people said, this man is calling you. And so he came to me and he said, I will see you on your 50th birthday. She said, I was completely struck and I was not sure what that meant. And then she said she came, went back to Indonesia and from Indonesia she came to Chicago. 
and on her 50th birthday she was admitted in a chicago hospital and she was in the hospital and a group of christians that evening had come and so they had come into her room and they said uh, can we pray for you and so she was this muslim lady and she had asked and so they prayed for her and then as they left that evening she said the man who appeared to me in mecca came to my room and this time i knew it was not a man it was jesus and he just told me that i need to hear what the people had just visited my room had come to talk to me about and that's how she came to christ this is to me so personal because this happened in malaysia and that's my country malaysia is a hard country i've been there i mean i've grown up i have lived there people don't muslims don't come to christ they like what i presented they really reject christianity so here was a group of muslims that had deviated from the country's official islamic version and they have started meeting together and they have become like according to the government a cult a muslim cult because they are not following the prescribed islamic beliefs of the malaysian government and so when they were meeting the government was very unhappy with this group to uh, make the story short one day one of our christian workers from indonesia had who was sent by our mission to malaysia to share and win muslims to christ somehow got invited to that group because he had made some friends and they had invited him and said we want to hear from you about christianity what do you christians believe <laughs> and so to this cult of 2000 muslims he preached the gospel <laughs> he shared the gospel and just a week after that i met him in kuala lumpur this preacher and we were having coffee and i didn't fully understand uh, i thought that i misunderstood him because he said last week i preached to 2000 malays muslims in uh, in that city and i said no something is wrong i think he is communicating something wrong i'm not understanding because such a thing never happens in malaysia and a few year, weeks later we hear in the newspaper reports the government had attacked that place and said the cult cannot exist and so they had sent dogs and armies and soldiers to destroy that place one two months later i met the second man the second leader from that group from that 2000 group and this is how he tells me how he came to christ he said when 
the police and the police dogs and the army were all coming in. We were all running helter-skelter everywhere. The 2,000 people are just all running everywhere. And I stood there all frozen because they were already closed. We, we really cannot run. How far can we run? They're already enclosed. And he said, this is what I did. I prayed. If the Jesus Christ that that guy preached two weeks ago, you are the true God, then save me, he said. And then he opened his, he said he was kneeling like that and praying and then he looked up and he saw the dogs and the police and all of them already about 20 feet away. And so he was just trapped. And then he's, he's looking they are just walking past him. Just there. He is seeing them, but they don't see him. And he tiptoes <laughs> from that place. <laughs> and he came to the guy that preached two weeks ago. And uh, I met this fellow again just a few months ago. He is now a leader of the underground church movement among Muslims in Malaysia. Now, this, dear friends, don't share outside where any of this information go to Malaysia, then that whole work can be very persecuted. So keep it inside here. So just for you. That is how powerfully God is reaching his enemies. And finally, my last story for Cindy and Rick won't be, uh, will be very happy if I uh, say, it, say this. And um, you work in Lampong, and Lampong is their baby for Cindy and Rick, the place where, again, hundreds of Muslims are coming to Christ. One of these preacher in the mosque, <laughs> one of the workers' dad, to go and share the gospel with that guy. You know, shared the gospel with the preacher in the mosque. And the guy was willing to hear for a few bit of times. And then this miracle happened. One day he was doing his prayers in the mosque. And Christ appears to him. And he, it is interesting to see how that guy would say the story. He says, I see... Jesus appearing, and next to him is this preacher, this young boy who has shared Christ to him. And Jesus asks him, when would you believe me? And sure enough, he runs from there and searches and finds that guy. And after that, he believed in Christ, and he started telling his imam or preacher friends of the mosques that I now believe in Jesus, the Messiah, and I don't feel comfortable to preach the Friday sermons in the mosques. <laughs> and so he was already becoming vocal and sharing about Christ. And so they said, okay, we need to, one of the leaders uh, decided they would have a religious council meeting to bring him to this um, meeting and ask him, 
why did you do this? And to kind of persecute him in, the, in that sense, but to a trial, uh, a clerical trial. And so he said he was very uh, upset, but brave and confident that he would be willing to go and meet there. About five days before the event happened, the leader who was moderating and leading and gathering that group suddenly died. And everybody else in that group then decided that they won't attempt to call this guy. And he is today still preaching and talking among the people of his leaders. What is all this telling you? That from the way I presented earlier of how Islam is set to be an antichrist, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I mean, can you, you know, we know theologically, we know in the Bible, God says, I love you. God so loved the world. Jesus says, love your enemies. But these events, when I meet these Muslims and they tell me with their eyes, I can feel the shock that they go through that Jesus Christ is love. And all these years, I was taught to hate him. I was taught to hate this Christian gospel. And suddenly I'm shocked to know that he loves me so much that he will do this of God Almighty appearing before me. What a God who loves. That's the kind of God the Muslims are seeing all over the world. A Jesus who truly loves his enemies. Thank you.